Good morning, Nachum. Good day of Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Pinchas. Parshas Pinchas, according to the Chinuch, contains six positive mitzvos. I think it's fascinating and exciting and encouraging that these mitzvos that we have in Parshas Pinchas are uplifting. What does that mean? We are in the three weeks. Yesterday was the fast of Shivasar Pitamuz. One of the five reasons that we fasted yesterday was because of Batel HaTomid, the Korban Tomid that was brought every day in the Beis HaMikdash, every morning and in every afternoon. This Korban ceased to be brought on Shivasar Batamuz. It was the beginning of the end of the second base Hamigdash. So what do we find in this week's Torah reading? What kept our people going every year? Because most every year Pinchas is either in the three weeks or right before the three weeks. The fact that the Torah promises us that we will have it again. And then we go to the Musaf of Shabbos, and then we go to the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, and then we go to the Musaf on the Chagim. These mitzvos itself give us idud, give us a sense of its coming, and we can tolerate the long gullus. I'd like to ask, first of all, a very simple question. What is Parshas HaTomid doing here in Parshas Pinchas? After all, the third book of the Torah is the book of Korbanos, and had it been written in that book, nobody would have blinked. That's where you would imagine it belongs. What's it doing in Parshas Pinchas? I believe I saw this in the Oznaim Torah of Rav Sarotskin, an interesting concept, and that is, where are we now in Parshas Pinchas? We just had the transition that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe, you asked for it, a successor, you got it. His name is Yoshua. So we are at that point in the Torah where we are transitioning from the Midbar, from the desert, into Eretz Yisrael. Oh, we're about to enter Eretz Yisrael. I want to remind you of a very important Rashi. Take out your Chumash in Bereshis. Go to chapter 15, Pasuk 6. Remember, there are no stories in the Bible. There are only narratives to teach us lessons. And so what do we learn? One of the many lessons from the bris bain habsorim, the covenant that Hashem made with Avraham, whereby, number one, He promises him children. Number two, He promises the land of Israel. So, Rashi on that pasuk, whereby, the Torah tells us that Avraham believed in Hashem. 
and Hashem considered this to be tzedakah on the part of Avraham, Rashi says the following, that Avraham did not ask for a sign regarding the promise of children, but he said to him regarding Eretz Yisrael, Rashi says that Avram was asking, I believe you, Hashem. You're going to bring my children, the people of Israel, to the land of Israel. What merit must they do to maintain the land? Because after all, there's a special relationship between God and Israel in this land. What might they have to do? Listen to this Rashi. God said to him, Through the merit of the sacrificial offerings, the korbanos. This is what kept our kesher between Hashem and Klai Yisrael all the years that we were privileged to have a quote based on Migdosh. Oh, so now we can appreciate Yoshua korbanos. I'd like to analyze a little bit the korban mincha, meaning the afternoon offering. It's interesting to note that both korbanos tomid, tomid means constant, every single day a korban was brought in the morning, a korban was brought in the afternoon. Whose korban is it? Yours, mine, ours. What does that mean? It was a communal carbon paid for by each and every Jew when they gave in the month of Adar their machzis hashekel. So part of that money went for the daily korbanos, and this is one of those daily korbanos. On Shabbos, we paid for four animals being slaughtered and brought as korbanos in the base of Migdash. The Tumid in the morning, the Tumid in the afternoon, and Uvayom HaShabbos, Shnei Kvasim B'nei Shona Tamimim. Again, two lambs of the first year were brought every Shabbos afternoon as the korban, late morning, excuse me, as the korban Musaf. Okay, so now I'd like to ask the following question. Why is it that we call the afternoon prayer mincha? The morning prayer, which corresponds to the morning tamid, is called shacharis, after the word shachar. Mincha means a gift. Why is it that we call it mincha, a gift? We should call it tzoharayim, the prayer of the afternoon, the same way that myriv is called just that, because of the word erev, meaning night. And I'd like to suggest an idea which I saw in Rav Salavechik Zechron Levracha's writings, and prior to that, it is found in the Abarbanel, in his commentary on Shmos, chapter 29, Pasuk 1, whereby the Chachme HaKabbalah, says the Rav, teach us that these two Korbanos Tomid that are brought daily in the Beis Amigdash, they are both Korbanos Ola, which means that the entire Korban is burnt on the altar, and they are a gift, a gift to Hashem. The morning Korban is to thank God for Kol HaHechrechim, all of the necessities of our life, 
that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. He gives us life. He gives us the air to breathe, which we appreciate all the more when we have to put our mask on and we take it off and we breathe that much easier. Mayim, He gives us water, ochel, food, begadim, clothing. But the Tomid shall bain arbayim, the Tomid in the afternoon, says the Abarbanel and the Chachme HaKabbalah, we're thanking Hashem for Kol HaMosoros. We're thanking Hashem for all the extras in life, for all the, quote, niceties. Not necessarily necessities, but niceties. Now we've come to take a washing machine and a dryer, no question, as a necessity. But if you think about it, our ancestors, not that far back, managed without it. When do we ever stop and pause and say thank you for the dishwasher that you might have? Again, is it a nicety? Is it a necessity? It all depends who you're going to ask. And then just look around your house, the pictures on the wall. Just look that you have, thank God, a nicer dwelling. All this is included in that which we're saying in the afternoon mincha, where the focus is on the shemen, the oil, the focus is on the solace, the fine flour, the focus is on the ayin, it's on the wine. A very interesting idea. Now let's take it one step further. The Gemara in Brachos Davav reminds us, Hizoharu, be careful, Bitfilas mincha. Why? Sharei Eliyahu lo nene ela betfilas amincha. Eliyahu when he challenged the 450 false prophets, and each was to take an animal, slaughter the animal, put it on the altar, and let the fire come down from heaven. And this is, they went, they tried, and they did not succeed. And we're told that Eliyoh Navi, at the time of Mincha, ah, vayhi ba'alos ha-mincha, Eliyoh Navi steps forward with his famous prayer to Hashem Aneini, Hashem Aneini, not for my kavod, but to teach the Jewish people with absolute surety that you are the God. And listen carefully, the Gemara at the very bottom of Lamid Aleph Amid Beis in Brachos tells us that Elio Anavi was Hitiach Dvarim Klapi Mala. What does that mean? That Elio Anavi, forgive me, flung words towards heaven. What does that mean? It means that sometimes it appears that someone is speaking more softly, directly. Other times it is more challenging. And Eliyahu Navi had the chutzpah to say to Hashem, V'yato hasiboso eslibam achuranis. You, Hashem, caused them to stray. Unbelievable. How is it possible for a Navi to say that you, Hashem, caused them to stray? And if you want to look and see this inside, it's in Malachim Aleph, chapter 18, verse 37. And the answer explained the Rav is that, interestingly, when does Elio challenge Hashem? 
about the fact that they had too much prosperity and they didn't use their prosperity in the right way, but you gave it to them in the first place in the afternoon to remind us that each and every one of us, when we daven mincha from today and on, think about it, pause for a moment and say thank you to Hashem for the extras in your life. I want to conclude with one last aspect of the uh, Korban Tamid. There is a famous Medrash quoted in the introduction to the Ein Yaakov, whereby three of the rabbis debated what is the most important puzzle in the Torah. Now, you know, as I know, that every letter is absolutely necessary, but what might be the most important pasuk in the Torah? So, we find that Benanos says, man to man. Benzoma says, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, which is man to God. And the final one is Ben Pazi, who says, in our parsha. Esakeves Echod Tase Baboker, chapter 28, Pasuk 4, Vesakeves Hasheni Tase Bein Horabayim. One lamb you shall make in the morning, and the second lamb you shall make in the afternoon. And the commentaries all ask, and it's decided in his favor. This is the most important verse. Oh my goodness, what does that mean? It means that this verse portrays the aspect of consistency. Every single day, day in, day out, we bring the same korban. And I don't have to tell you, there are times when all of us, or I take that back, most of us might unfortunately fall into that rut of routine. Yes, I have to dive in mincha. So listen carefully. The tour tells us why mincha is so important. Shacharis is said before you've begun your day, before your interviews, before your business dealings, before you're calling for them to send you the money they owe you, all that you stav in shacharis before. Myriv, your day is over. But the ability of the Jew to extricate himself from his work and to say, stop, and I realize that it's all coming from you, Hashem, to thank you, Hashem, and to pause, and to remember your washing machine, and to remember all those things that your kids are going to day camp. We wish they were going to sleep away, but to thank Hashem for all the extras of life, this is Mincha. We're supposed to say korbanos every day. If you can't say all of korbanos, please, Blineder, take upon yourself to at least, men and women, to at least say the paragraph of korban tomid, which is said, which was brought every day. This is our participation. This is our tishmeru, tishmeru, you should guard it, protect it, I want to say, yearn for it. Meaning, like Yaakov yearned and waited for Yosef's 
dreams to be fulfilled, we yearn and pine for the Korban Tamid to be restored in our day. We finish the Shemona Esrei, Sheyabona Beis Amigdosh. Stop for one second and say to yourself, what did I just say? Hashem, please restore the Korbanos and our special close relationship, which is found and begins in Parshas Pinchas and is there till this very day. Shabbat Shalom to all.